from uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 17 to 26. But in the following instructions, I cannot praise you, for it sounds as if more harm than good is done when you meet together. First, I hear there are divisions among you when you meet as a church, and to some extent I believe it. But of course there must be divisions among you so that you who have God's approval will be recognised. When you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. For some of you go to hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry whilst others go drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? I will certainly not praise you for this. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. I found these passages really challenging, um, but also really relevant in this time as we approach the one year anniversary of our uh, online services. This passage is all about examining what our motives are behind meeting together as a church. Why do we still do it? I know plenty of churches who have stopped meeting in the same way, who have stopped their online services, or who put out YouTube uh, playlists on a Sunday morning. But why do we still do it? Why do we put so much time and effort into our online services? If church was just about singing songs of praise to God, then we could do that by ourselves. We could sing along to YouTube, we could sing along to Spotify playlists. If it was just about reading the Bible, then we don't need someone to do that for us. We don't need someone to read it to us. And if it was just about prayer, then we could, we could freely pray alone. Church is about all these things, but it's about doing all of these things with community and in community. This passage to me speaks of a communal church gathering who have forgotten about their community. We often use the phrase singing off the same hymn sheet to describe when we're all in agreement, in alignment and all working towards the same goal. But imagine what church might look like if we weren't. If we all turned up one day and decided that we were going to sing whatever songs we wanted to sing, regardless of what anyone else was singing. If we decided that we were going to read out our own Bible passage, it didn't matter what everyone else was doing, we're going to read our own Bible passage, we're going to do our own Bible study. And imagine everyone being willing to pray aloud to God, but no one being willing to offer up a prayer or share anything with the person next to them. Imagine everyone entering into church, into this meeting place or into a service, to do whatever they wanted to do with God, but never being prepared to join in with anyone else's journey, or never being willing to allow others to join in with their journey. Why come to church at all? This passage says that this model of church, this model of communion does more harm than good. As individuals, we might grow closer to God, but from the very start of our Bibles, God says it is not good for man to be alone. I'm especially challenged here by the verse that says, when you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper was a meal that from the very beginning was made to be shared. 
It is no coincidence that communion and community sound so similar. Communion comes from the Latin, meaning fellowship and mutual participation of sharing. And I love that verse that says, don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Because if you turned up to a bring and share lunch and only ate what you brought, you are missing out on a multitude of flavours and you are not allowing anyone to share in your offering. So here's my challenge this morning for myself and for everyone who watches this. What are you bringing and sharing at church? Maybe that means allowing yourself to be vulnerable and asking for prayer. Maybe it means offering up prayer for somebody else. It could mean sharing a word or a picture that God blessed you with so that you may be a blessing to others. And it may even mean offering up a skill to share. When you sign on to watch a service, what are you giving to that service? What are you sharing with others? And how are you joining in with the community? And as always, we end by praying. Lord Jesus, let our faith not be based on human wisdom, but on the power of you, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.